Hey, business building warrior. We've got an episode today with a guest. That means we're going to kick on the cameras and we're going to put this one on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcast listening app, which is where most people listen to our show. But if you weren't aware, oftentimes in the show notes, there's a link to a YouTube video too, which is what we're going to do today with Mark and Amanda Hollingsworth. They have been married for a couple decades. They got some teenagers. It's a really cool couple that you're about to meet because what they've done is they've grown a business to about $600,000 a year at just under 20% profit margin, I think they said on the episode today. I'm recording this after I talked with them. They got a couple teenage boys who they're homeschooling and they're doing the e-commerce thing. Now, Mark was in full-time pastoral ministry for a good time as he shares on today's episode. And this is just a really sweet couple with a great attitude. They love God. They love serving their customers. They love growing their team. They love this community. They were recently at our live proven conference in Florida and they actually live in central Florida. So pretty convenient drive for them. But getting to know them today, several great lessons. One of them is, I think that might jump out to you is they claim to have no business skills. Like they were in full-time ministry up until a short time ago. That's what they did but they've learned what they needed to learn in order to grow a credible business. And that's exactly what they're going to share with us today. We're going to talk about the types of products they sell, how they find them, what courses have helped them. Here's a hint, proven Amazon course. Uh, They love this podcast. That's how they actually got started in this community was listening to this show and sharing it. And they share some of the things that make this community different and special, having looked around the landscape a little bit of, of what's out there. So it was a good time hanging out with a couple of really cool people from our community who have built an incredible business. Again, using the replens model, they also sell some clothes as well. But you're going to enjoy this episode, I think, get some great valuable lessons. So let's jump over and meet Mark and Amanda right now. So Mark and Amanda, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim, thanks for having us. It's truly an honor. I, I can't wait to hear your story. Let's jump right into it. Well, I don't know how far back you want us to go, but um, I mean, we're doing this together. So we met in 2002, got married in 2003, and we married with the idea in mind that we would serve in Christian ministry. Amanda always wanted to be a pastor's wife. And um, since 2003, I've served as a pastor at a couple of different churches. And, you know, pastors don't make much money. So every time Christmas rolled around, we um, we found ourselves needing a little bit extra cash to buy Christmas presents for our family. And in about 2007, Amanda was very interested in selling stuff on eBay to make some extra money. So she did her research and found some products that would sell for a profit. And that year is when we started using eBay to pay for our Christmas presents. I didn't know much about it. That was really her thing going on at the time. But at somewhere along the way, I left the pastorate and started teaching uh, Bible in a Christian school. That's when you moved here to Florida about eight years ago. Where in Florida? uh, We're in uh, West Palm Beach area, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. About um, three years ago, I had been teaching there for about five years and we got new administration, a new principal, and I could tell my time there was coming to an end. So I really started becoming interested in what Amanda was doing. And, you know, if I was going to have to support my family, I needed to learn how to do this selling stuff online. I bought a couple of, you know, basic courses on how to sell on Amazon. And 
they gave me a good foundation, but the rest of it, I just really had to, to figure it out myself and get started. And luckily when my job ended at the Christian school, you know, they pay you through the summer. So I had three months of salary there to, to have while I was working. And so we used that, that really helped us to, to find some inventory and to turn a profit and put it back into the business. And that's when I started full-time incorporated and, you know, set up as a regular business. I was, you know, kind of sad to lose my job there um, because I really enjoyed teaching and the students and my um, teacher friends. But, you know, I don't know. Teachers, they they don't get paid much for a lot of time that they put in. I remember sitting in a teacher's meeting um, towards the end of the year when they were asking us to, to have all these detailed lesson plans turned in for the following week by Friday afternoon the week before. And a bunch of us were just kind of, you know, just complaining and saying, we just, we can't do it. We can get them done maybe Sunday or Monday, but not Friday afternoon. And the new principal that year, I remember him saying, you know, when I was a teacher, I would come to the end of the week and on on Friday night, we'd be sitting down watching TV and I just get out my laptop and start typing. And I just thought, well, that's fine, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) So when my job ended, I really looked at it as, you know, I'm sad to not be teaching anymore the parts I liked, but my salary was was capped. I couldn't, I could only make so much and it really wasn't a whole lot. And now with um, the endless possibilities of, of e-commerce, I can, you know, within reason kind of make as much as I want because the opportunities really are endless out there. And I found that out pretty quickly. And, you know, it wasn't, um, it was a grind there in the beginning. It's still always a grind. There are some days when when we feel like we've got a pretty good handle on things and, you know, we could probably help somebody out, get started. And there's some days that we just think we, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> hey, I've been doing it 20 years, Mark. And I feel that way back and forth to myself pretty much consistently. So welcome <laughs> to the journey, man. That's yeah. business ownership in the e-commerce age. So what did yeah. you leave out, Amanda? What are we missing? Fill in some gaps on, the, on Mark's story. The wife always comes in with us. <laughs> well, I do like to say about the eBay thing that my we have a we have two boys, fourteen and sixteen, and if they can't find something, the first thing they say is, "Mom, did you sell?" whatever it is. Because if it is in this house and it's time for it to go, I'm going to list it on eBay and I'm going yeah. to make some money off of it. So where'd my radio um, go, mom? Oh, we <laughs> you didn't use that for a week. I sold it. So <laughs> I clean your yes. room. <laughs> so I love doing that. Like that's been a really huge part of us. Like understanding e-commerce and just like knowing that stuff sells on the internet, you know, bottom line stuff sells on the internet. I used to, and this really doesn't happen so much anymore, but I really got into whatever was the hot toy for Christmas and my dad and me, and we would all just like go as many places as we could and load up on that hot toy. And I would sell that, that kind of died out where you could really get your hand. It, It became kind of like there wasn't really necessarily a hot, probably an I say, as far as my knowledge in the past five or six years, like that kind of died out, but I still just had my love of like finding brands that I know would sell. And, um, so yeah, I have been in the fitness industry for 10 years myself. So I teach group fitness classes. So that was also a huge help to us as we knew his, teaching was coming to an end. We knew we still had me working in the fitness industry and my 
eBay stuff, but we just really were like, we've got three months to make it or break it. And, you know, we made it. I remember Mark coming in the door and saying, I just found this guy on the internet and he have, I listened to his podcast and his name is Jim and he's really great. And so that's really where uh, you just kind of stumbled upon the yeah. pack course. <laughs> and we are diehard podcast fans listening. Like we uh, laugh at ourselves. Like we'll come back in the door and be like, Hey, did you hear this one today? And like, that's what we love to talk about is what we are learning on the podcast and stuff. And we really have felt like we've learned a ton from just listening to other people. We were at the conference. So like, I was like, Oh, you've been on the podcast. So that was super, super cool to just like recognize well, people. People will be doing that to you guys. <laughs> I heard you on the show. You're like, yeah, but it's just us. And that's the same thing I do is like, it's just me guys. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just here to learn and grow. Right. You, you'll learn it. It's just a community of, of business building warriors, you know, it, because it, it is a fight and we're in the similar struggle, but I yes. love that. So I, I love all these details you're filling in. Sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah, the being a podcast guest has been a milestone for some people. But then once you've done it, you're like, people <laughs> think way more of you than they probably should. It's like, yeah, we just told our story, you know? But I, I, what I love about it is it's just everyday real people telling their story and then encourage others to do the same because some people are too shy to do it. But I figured a former pastor and his wife, yeah, you guys are going to jump on here and share pretty openly. <laughs> oh, she's been talking about it for a year. Oh, how can we get on the podcast? And I, I just kept saying, well, you, you just don't go up to Jim Cockrum and say, hey, can you have us on the podcast? Actually, you do. <laughs> Jim Cockrum at Gmail, send me your story. You'd be surprised. You know, you got a pretty, if you're succeeding at all, if you've got a story to tell at all, like, hey, let's do it. That you know, I'm intimidated by some of the guests we have. You know, we had a guy on here that had a million dollar month, and it's like I've never <laughs> sold a million dollars wow. on Amazon before. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's keep yeah. going. keep your story going. Take it wherever you'd like. You you mentioned that you jumped into the course. I'm curious at what point that was. I'm curious how your business is doing now. What are you selling? And of course, any more about your story. I'm you know I'm a, I'm a PK. I don't know. You guys probably. Had figured that out. I don't know if the other listeners know what I even just said. A pastor's kid. We call them PKs. Right? So yeah. we're, we're uh, you know, well, doctor's, kids, doctor's kids can get sick for nothing. The doctor <laughs> up. Well, pastor's kids are good for nothing, we always say. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a sense of like, we've talked about, you know, this is obviously when we got married. I mean, I wanted to be a pastor's wife. He was studied for the ministry. And, but we definitely feel like this is our ministry now. I was going to ask. I love that. other people. Yes. You know, and just to back up a little bit, our boys are 14 and 16 and we homeschool them. And that's a huge privilege to us because we very much are like, we are raising up men to go out into the world themselves. So we, we are very much invested in that right now. Can I call um, time out on you, Amanda? I love what you just said. Don't forget your yes. place. <laughs> okay. Raising men. You're not raising boys. I yes. love that. And we say that very intentionally in our house too. We're not raising kids. We're raising adults. Yes. Uh, we will get there. Yeah. I love that in Hebrew, there's no word for adolescence. Yeah. You're a boy, that's you're a, a man. That's a, a totally girl, modern a invention. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool stuff. Not that that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but I love how yeah. intentionally we're about, um, we're raising men. I love that. Yes. Yes. We homeschool them. In fact, Mark is um, going to be able to teach our younger boys class this year. They're involved in a little homeschool community and he's going to be 
teaching that group this year, which we're just super excited about. I mean, it's just you, you know, your kids are a little bit older than ours. We have a short time to just minister to them and train them and teach them to go out into the world. And so for us to be home together doing this with our children is just the greatest blessing of ministry we could ever have. I'm curious, and I have no idea. I've never heard your story before. I saw a little a little bio before. So I don't know if I'm setting you up for it. And there's no particular answer I'm going for here, but I'm just wondering, introducing business into your family. You were in ministry full-time mm-hmm. and you're still in ministry now. And you understand what I mean when I say that. Some may not, but as believers, we're constantly in ministry. It doesn't matter where we are. But by introducing business into your home, what did that do to the homeschool efforts? Like, is there anything different that you're seeing in your boys that wasn't there before? Well, you know, they never really have been interested in school very much. So, um, yeah, well, to give them, but so to give them another interest and encourage them along, you know, entrepreneurship, which they, I don't know, they, they're not really inclined towards that. They just have their hobbies. They like doing like putting up YouTube videos or, or doing podcasts or uh, they make stop motion videos with um, with Lego figures uh, and post those. Explain to the setup you guys are using right now. Is this <laughs> your setup or where? I don't. I have no idea. My, <laughs> my fourteen year old did it. So for people watching on YouTube, well, he's got these different colored lights that are shining on us and filters over the lights. We got these uh, fancy microphones here. He told me I had to wear the headphones or else you were going to echo and the microphone would pick it up. I don't know anything about that. Amanda didn't want to wear headphones because it messed up her hair. You know? <laughs> You guys look no. great. And for those who are listening only, let me just fill in Mark and Amanda a little bit. You guys are sitting in what looks to be like a professional like gamer <laughs> podcast little area there. And you're saying your kids aren't very entrepreneurial. Mark, I'm going to just counter back a little bit that, that that is entrepreneurism right there. I mean, that's entrepreneurial efforts. Maybe it hasn't monetized yet, but I'm thinking back in time to my son, Trey, who now has six-figure months and he's 21, you know, in his e-commerce business and his consulting practice. And he started like that. I mean, he was creating these silly little videos. You can go back in time. He's doing card tricks and, you know, a <laughs> little skateboard tech deck with his fingers. And But this is the new skill set. Now, I don't think we should encourage our kids to try to be YouTube stars. That's a dead end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if they're actually providing value content, and that's one thing I coached my son on and provide valuable content that people want, stuff that they makes them better for having watched it. Truly serve with a servant's mm-hmm. heart. That's entrepreneur, entrepreneurism right there, right? Yeah. So I think they're on a great path personally from what I'm seeing so well, far. Yes. Well, they're definitely inclined that way. And uh, we sure would love to see them be able to eventually, like you say, monetize it. Well, and then also just recently, so our 14-year-old, he actually has cerebral palsy and it's very mild. Unless you saw him, you would, unless we've told you, so now you would know, but if you saw him walking around, you would not notice it. His left hand, it's mostly his left hand, but he is very techie. So he understands all of these things. So he really is the mastermind behind the podcasting and the YouTube videos. And so we um, we're using our older boy. We can get to that for, to help us with our replans, but with our younger boy, Eli, we are having him make a YouTube channel for us. And right now we're only using it for our um, employees. And, and what we do is we prep our item 
uh, we have an, a video, like we make a video and then he sends it to our employee and it keeps our employee from having to come over. It just, it just takes out a, a little bit of time and he's, he knows how to make it private. So only our employee can see it. And so, but he's got a banner and he, and he just knows how to do it all. So, I mean, we would one day love to provide some other content just about how we got our start and just little tips and tricks that we do just on a regular basis on this YouTube channel that he has created for us. So that's how we're using him even in our business right now. It's it's small right now, but mm-hmm. as he just loves it. He loves tinkering around with all of it. So we have a feeling that could be more in the future. Oh, it will be. I, I guarantee you it will be. What we're talking about and doing right now is so counterculture. I just got off another podcast episode. I'm not going to talk about that here, but this was the theme with some of the leaders from our community of just after we stopped recording and we're talking, you know, the things we bring as having that biblical foundation and anyone can adopt a biblical worldview, regardless of your worldview, it'd be your belief system, I should say. You can have a biblical worldview, which is, you know, God created business and we're to serve each other well, and there's benefits for that. You And you incorporate homeschooling and entrepreneurism and, and this biblical worldview of serving others well. It's a powder keg. I've seen it enough. You guys are sitting on so much potential right now that you don't recognize. If you guys were a stock as a family, I'd be investing right now (laughs) based only on what I've heard you say so far. And that may sound a little outlandish, but you've got the tech piece, the entrepreneurial spirit, the homeschooling, meaning you're ingraining those family values in that they're just, they have a hard time getting, if we're to be honest, from a public school setting now. Parents Mm -hmm. have to work extra hard. Sometimes people ask me, guys, not to derail this too much, like, hey, how do you homeschool? It seems like so much work. And I'm like, how do you send your kids to public school and protect the values that are so meaningful to you? Like, I don't know how to do that. I picked the easy path. To me, you got the hard path. How do you do what you do? (laughs) How do you convince (laughs) them, you know, those values that you hold so dear are, are important? when they're told all day, every day, basically by their peers and, and many leaders that, that those are useless ideas. Like that's, that seems like a struggle to me. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are sitting on something truly special here. I, I, I think that'll become un, unveiled over time. And you guys are going to be leaders in our community. I can tell, like, I just see it coming a mile away. Well, we like to hear that encouragement because we don't have a business background and, and, and there are certainly obstacles to selling on Amazon or just, you know, an e-commerce business in general. But that's one of the reasons why we're very grateful to have found the silent sales team community because everything is so encouraging, you know, and that's, and that's what we need because it's very easy to get discouraged. So qualities that we've heard you mention over and over and that we've seen displayed in the leaders of the community and in the just regular people that we've gotten to know, things like gratitude, which I've heard you mention over and over, and perseverance, you know, that I think that's maybe what keeps people from advancing as far as they could because there is so much opportunity. They, they run into roadblocks when they get started and they just kind of, you know, give up, this is too hard or something. But there is certainly a great blessing on the other side if you can push through whatever obstacle you come across. And there, and there will be many. But the thing is just not to quit. There's a lot to be said for that. That's right. Man, that's beautiful. You should be a preacher. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I preach to my wife every day. Oh, right. Okay. And One she day she's going to listen. That's the trick. Yeah. She'll listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we, 
we didn't really mention when, uh, how long ago it was we found the community, but it was about three years ago. I remember it was, it was in the summer of 2018, and I was really, you know, just driving uh, maybe all over the state trying to find stuff to sell. And while I'm driving, you know, I got to listen to something. And I think I the first podcast I heard was maybe number two or three. Well, I, you know, I, I just kind of looked up on Spotify or Apple something selling on Amazon or e-commerce or something. And I found these, these guys who would, you know, it was all private label and, you know, share your story. And it was, well, I bought some supplements off the shelf at Walmart and slapped my own label on them. And now I'm millionaire and I, I sold my business and I retired. And I just thought that that can't be real. And, the, and then the rest of them were, you know, just these guys who use profanity and stuff like that. And, and then I came across silent sales machine and this guy was talking about God and the Hebrew culture and uh, serving one another and stuff like that. And, and I just thought, well, this, this, I just think I'll keep listening to this. So I went all the way back to episode zero and just started going through while I was driving around. Uh, a couple months later, I guess it was, I bought the, the Proven Amazon course and I, I would listen to the different modules while I was driving around and heard so much you know, golden nuggets, even just one example was I was listening to the module on online arbitrage, which I don't do hardly any of, maybe once in a while, but I just was listening to that because I was curious. It was uh, Gary Baird and Chris Green, and they were talking about, you know, different strategies for buying stuff online. And one thing that stuck with me was, I think it was Gary who said, go for items that cost more, have a higher buy cost because you'll eliminate your competition. Most people don't want to spend that much. And that's where I was. I thought I can't spend $50 on something. What if it doesn't sell and I'm stuck with it? But then I realized, you know, when I looked up those items just on the Amazon seller app, they had a, a good rank, only two or three other sellers and uh, at least sometimes up to 100% profit margin on a $50 buy cost. So I started buying those things and I thought, and, and that was just something that was so valuable to me because, you know, I never thought about it before. So there's so many ways that um, just the podcast and the Proven Amazon course have just really, you know, helped our business and been a great encouragement. Besides, you know, besides the attitude, you know, the whole candlelight versus cake thing is just really huge because there is so much opportunity. You don't have to keep it to yourself because there's enough for, for everybody. I love that you brought the candlelight versus cake word picture to people's minds. And I've probably shared it 50 times. And those who've listened to more than 30 or 40 episodes have probably heard it. But for the sake of people who haven't, Mark, do you mind sharing what you mean by cake versus candlelight. And you don't have to get it perfect. I'll fill in any gaps if it's something that doesn't come to mind immediately. But what do you mean by that? Well, you see, Jim, <laughs> you, you can look at opportunity, especially in the e-commerce world, as cake, which means there's only a certain number of slices. And if I take this much, there's only a certain amount left for or if somebody else takes a, a big slice, there's only a certain amount left for me and then it's done. But that's not the way that e-commerce works. It's more like candlelight. If we light a candle, we can light another one and I haven't lost any of my light and that other person has more and then they can share it with just as many people as they want to. And the opportunities are, are endless. How's that? 
Perfect. <laughs> I might just capture that recording and use it from now on when I want it because now I've got a pastor saying it. It's official. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Success and opportunity. And, and this again, this is another place where, regardless of your worldview, this is a biblical concept here of you know, we don't have a poverty mindset. We have an abundance mindset. That's a business concept, but it's from the Bible. But regardless of your worldview, you can use that and use it to your benefit. It just, it makes you a positive person. It makes you someone who people like to work with. You're approachable. They, they want to be around you versus someone who says, no, this is mine. Everyone else stay away. It's like, okay, have fun in your dark hole. You know, th- those businesses don't succeed. It, you could call it common sense if you want. We call it a biblical concept around here, but it's powerful. And yeah, we ingrain it. You can't be on our leadership team unless you think that way. Yeah. And that's created a pretty powerful leadership team. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. All right, Amanda, we haven't heard from you. What are we leaving out? What are the guys forgetting here? <laughs> so we, Mark and I do a lot of clothes. Um, no, I should say, I we sell a lot of clothes. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love it. I absolutely love hunting for clothes. And we do well with it. Like we find plenty to sell. And I I still love incorporating it back into our eBay business. So I just am familiar with brands and I can just eyeball something and be like, that's gonna sell on eBay. I know it. And and I do. I, I'll pick that up. I'm like, all right, that's for eBay. So we sell a lot of clothes. We also do a lot of replens. And then we just a little bit more on the homeschooling thing, but Mark and I always not not a hundred percent of the time, but it's very important to us that one of us is home at all times with our boys. So we leave them home plenty. If we're going to go out on a date, it's not that, but we really want the accountability for them of we are around and we're working and we're, we're just here if you need us, but, but we're here. So we really will sit down at the beginning of the week and be like, all right, what day are you shopping? What day are you shopping to where one of us is home at all times with our kids. So that's, but we're very much separate. I mean, we're, we're aware of what each other is doing, but I mainly focus on clothes and Mark mainly focuses on replans. So we have our own little system. We do have an employee that works for us a ton. She does all of our packaging and all of the clothing for us. She's actually our pastor's wife. Um, so we have a great relationship with her. We're super thankful for her. She has been a huge blessing um, in this business. And she's just as eager. She just sent us a message the other day. She was like, I'm so thankful for this job. I just hope I tell you guys enough. And so we love them and their family. And then we also have our 16-year-old who we're training to, to work on the replens model with Mark. He's like inching his way up with that. And then we also have uh, Mark's sister in Virginia. She shops for, she taught herself the whole program of shopping and listing and prepping and shipping. So she, she just will like, just go out and we pay her by the hour. She'll just go out and do her thing and just kind of be like, here's the receipt. This is what I did. So we feel like we felt a little bit of a team of what we're doing and Again, I, I guess my biggest encouragement to people is, is not to keep harping on this, but you know, we're not business people. I, I just want to say you can do it. 
like anybody can do this. Like it is hard work. It's a lot of perseverance, but you can also do it. You know, we, we don't have business degrees. We have Bible degrees, both of us. <laughs> so, right. and we're making it, you know, so yeah, that that's, do you want to say more about our replens with the, our COVID replen? That was kind of a interesting story. Oh, well, when, when, when COVID first hit last year, we were going along pretty well. But then all of this, most of the stores that we normally buy stuff from, they shut down. Sure. Uh, but the grocery stores were still open. At the time, we hadn't really incorporated a whole lot of, you know, replens, stuff that you find at the big box stores into our business model. But I just thought, well, we got to do something. And I, I sold some stuff around the house on Macari and made a few hundred dollars that way. I just went to the local Walmart that first day, that first week that everything was shut down. And I found this really popular condiment on the end cap. I'd never seen it there before. And I, I I just scanned it and it came up at a pretty good profit. If I just would sell it, you know, you couldn't send anything at that time, except for cleaning supplies. So I just decided to sell them from home and I, and they just kept kept selling. And I think by the end of that first week, we were selling 50 or 60 a day from, from our house and um, eventually made a, um, a two pack with two different varieties on that. And that they just kept flying off the shelves. Eventually we were able to send them in to FDA and that still just kept on sailing with that. So we made at least a thousand in profit a month for over a year on that thing. And I, and I just think, you know, well, I was just, I was so fortunate or lucky or thankful that, you know, that the Lord brought me to that. I don't know. I just, if I didn't go out in the store and look, I wouldn't have found it. So that's and, another and this is a name brand, a popular yes, name brand. Yes. It's a, it's a very popular restaurant brand. That we'd all recognize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, yeah. I see that all the time. And it, but until people experience it themselves, they're skeptical, but a lot of the stuff we sell every day from our warehouse over here that we are shoppers are out grabbing. I mean, it's stuff that anybody could walk into any Walmart anywhere in the United States. Or if you live overseas, you can have people buying online, doing the same stuff. Anybody in the world could have grabbed because you said you found it. Was it in a Walmart? Yeah, yeah. Which they sell online. So anyone anywhere in the world could have jumped on that. But you guys did. Yeah. And you made about $12,000 because you just happened to check it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's so much opportunity. And if, like you said earlier, if you just kind of isolate yourself and uh, just try to go it alone, then it's much easier to, to get discouraged. Yeah. I'm not that active on the, the Facebook. I mean, I look at it all the time, the Facebook group, the silent sales machine group, but also, you know, the other ones too. We just um, joined legend a few months ago and we're getting some great benefit from that. And then the other sub you know, Facebook groups like the um, the Replens group and the PPP group. But I don't really respond to much, but I get so much encouragement from people saying, you know, I kept at it or here's my story or something. And there's just so much to be said for, for not giving up and for just plowing ahead. There was a lot of things that I learned, not from the Proven Amazon course, sorry to say. I mean, plenty of things I did, but there's plenty of things that have really helped our business to succeed that I just had to figure out for myself, you know? Sure. Like uh, for one example, if you don't mind. Please uh, do, educate us. It's probably no big secret. Everybody knows this, but I was just so excited to find it out for myself that when I would find a, a good product in the store and, and didn't have anybody on the listing and it had a good rank, I would just list it right there in the store. Just yesterday, there's this one particular item, this back to school item that's really, we just can't find enough of them right now. So I found one, just yesterday in the in the store 
I found four of them. Nobody was on the listing. So I listed them all right there in the store, like $50 buy cost selling for 110. And when you, you know, when you sell Merchant Fulfilled, the fees are much less. So the profit margin is higher. One sold before I got to the checkout line. All four of them sold before I got home that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You hear about that, especially during Q4. Some of these hot items that you can walk mm-hmm. into the store and just say, yeah, I want to sell this now while it's still in your cart. Yeah. You could actually just kind of wait and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You buy it. Mm-hmm. Stand there. You can sell your cart full before you even pay for them. <laughs> it's a great feeling. Yeah. Then yeah. again, that's with Merchant Fulfill. Uh, right. That works extremely well. Because well, that kind of stuff never gets old, you know, seeing your numbers just tick up and up throughout the day as you're checking your phone. Even when you're like, we live close to the beach or we have season passes to Disney. I, I mean, we're having fun as a family, but I'm still looking and watching those numbers go up. And it's just, it's just the greatest feeling, you know, it's an we text feeling. each other. Did you see? Oh, did you see? Like we, I don't know. I don't know if everybody gets into it as much as we do, but <laughs> oh, like, yeah, we, we do. Like I've, been doing a, level. <laughs> I've been doing it 20 years and I have to discipline myself. Okay. I'm going to take four hours off from checking my stats on, you know, yeah. just the different area. Cause I've got multiple things rocking at this point. Right. But just like, mm. I'm not going to check any of them. It's yeah. really hard to do because it's just so fun to read. It is fun. Yeah. See how things are going. And, and it's, it's evidence that happy customers out there are benefiting from the work that you did. And there's the proof, you know, that's what makes it so rewarding. And we get to benefit from serving others well. It's yeah. just an incredible feeling. And, and while you're sleeping, you wake up and there's some new numbers rolling in, right? <laughs> just yeah. a beautiful, it never gets old. It, I'm telling you, it just doesn't. We have my mom here with us um, the past 10 days. And my dad passed away right before COVID very suddenly. It was a really like we lost the captain of our ship. And so, but so she, she came down and I threw her in the car with me. I'm like, we're shopping every day. And so, you know, she got in on it too. And so she's calling me now being like, Hey, how's, you know, so-and-so going, how'd that do? And so, you know, even in that, I feel like I'm able to include my mom and something exciting for her during this hard time in her life. And it is, it's a ministry. It's a, it's a way to serve. And we, I know you've just said it. We are so grateful that this is what the Lord has given us to do. And, you know, it's when we got married, it wasn't what we were thinking, but this is what the Lord has given us. And I, we are just jumping for joy with this opportunity that the Lord has given us. And it just, we have a lot more to learn. We have a lot of areas, you know, we went to the conference and we, we both came home just with our heads about to explode just bottom line of there's just so much great stuff out there to be doing with others, helping others and, you know, learning new stuff for ourselves and growing our business and, you know, something that we want to keep doing for years to come, incorporate our sons as much as they want. And, you know, it's like, we pinch ourselves that this is, this is what the Lord had for us when we came together to be in ministry together. We're so thankful. Yeah, you know, it, it's amazing to me. I, I grew up with people encouraging me. Like I have the personality profile of a pastor and I had people recognize that and encourage me into it and push me in that direction. I just never felt that call, you know, and it, as Christians, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it, it, I never felt that, that tug. Like, no, I'm, I'm supposed to do something different. I want to be in ministry. I want to support ministries, but I don't want to be a full-time pastor. 
Yeah. Uh, and this has opened up more doors. <clears throat> I spend a lot more time in front of people with different worldviews, which is where you want to be, mm-hmm. than if I was in a full-time ministry somewhere, you know, paying the mortgage on a big building and that sort of thing, you know, the staff and all the issues mm-hmm. that go along. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. I remember what goes into being a pastor and, and you yeah. know, nothing against it. Love my local church, but that's not for me. Yeah. I love the role that I get to play here. You talk about the relationships and building something that you can bring people on board with and, and they can see uh, the progress and you're building it together. That just the most rewarding relationships come through business. And I've become quite an advocate now. Like I encourage, I think, you know, this maybe sound like a bold statement, but I, I feel like everybody, regardless of your worldview, but especially if you're a Christian, you should have a home-based business of some kind mm. just for all the benefits that it brings to your family, let alone the financial, but just the lessons and how the world works. And it's kind of like we've gotten away from farming, you know, and I don't want to move back onto 50 acres and do all the work. I did that as a kid. But a lot of those lessons are very valuable. And you kind of pick up the same lessons from business, hard work, Def, yeah, you know, waiting for the harvest. You know, you, mm-hmm. you risk now and you benefit later. Those yeah. are some important lessons to learn, especially as a kid. Yeah. Yes. Well, take us through. Is there any more of your story that we've left out? Anything else you guys want to share? I do want to get into some numbers too. We haven't really talked much about that yet, where you're at, or if there's yeah. any, anything you're struggling with, maybe we can think through it together today, you know, because <laughs> most of us have common struggles that several other people have at the same time. I think that we have a hard time handing over what we do. Like, I I think that my shirt in my poly bag looks so beautiful. (laughs) Nobody else is capable of of folding that shirt as as beautifully. And we got to let go of some of those things. um, And that's why I said we're starting with these videos of, of we'll show you exactly how we do it and, you know, give you some pointers. But we do have to start letting go of some things and freeing up, you know, as much as we do give our our friend, our pastor's wife to do, we're still doing plenty here that I say to Mark, I'm like, you know, you can't be taping boxes, you know, like that. We've got to start letting go of some of those things. And as much as we talk about it, we, we still really struggle with moving forward in that area. Yes. And we'll have to, or else, I mean, there's not much more that we can do ourselves. So if we're going to grow and scale and be to see more success, we're going to have to outsource and turn more of that over to others. And these are really ultimately math decisions that we're talking mm-hmm. about right now. Yeah, And uh, you mentioned an appreciation for the Hebrew root of different aspects of business and life, but specifically in business, the one of the root definitions of wisdom involves numbers. And mm-hmm. what that means is, and not that I'm educating you, Mark and Amanda, you may be fully aware, hopefully one of the listeners benefits from this. If you've heard me say it before, I apologize. But, but to truly apply wisdom to any scenario, you've got to ask yourself a couple questions. Are there numbers involved here? If so, do we have all the available numbers and data that we need? It seems obvious. It seems common sense. Many people kind of fly by instinct or like, you know what? I feel like they're not as good at this as, you know, but ultimately does the customer care that it was folded by Amanda? Because it's been dropped 50 times on the way there anyway. It's wadded up in a ball in the bottom of the poly bag by the time it gets there, right? So like, okay, if we're truly analyzing this from a math number data perspective, you know, are we making good decisions there? And you know, what amount of money would I have to pay someone to learn to put tape on a box really well? Like, you know, is my time worth more than that? These are math decisions. And when you start reducing it down to math, 
it starts to become pretty clear, uh, which is why have you have you guys heard you mentioned earlier on the um, you know the homeschooling the benefits of that the Hebrew traditional wisdom one of my favorite things to ask people and and if you guys have heard this you may get the answer right if you haven't you'll enjoy this Mark and Amanda so here's a question for you and the listeners too there's three things in the Hebrew tradition again the the biblical based Judeo Christian ethic there's three things that a child must have to succeed in life if you're going to educate and raise men what do they need well I'll give you the first two it's the vertical and the horizontal. Vertical is understanding spiritual things, understanding man is spiritual, having a walk with God. In our case as Christians, a walk with Christ. Okay, then you got the horizontal. That's understanding male-female relationships, being able to relate well with others, be able to look someone in the eyes and shake their hand when you're a kid, not hide behind mommy's leg, right? It's okay to be shy, but it's not, it's okay to be an introvert, but it's not okay to be shy. That's what I meant to say, right? So you teach those skills. So those are the first two. Do you know what the third is? Have you ever heard us mention that before? I don't think so. You guys might enjoy this because it goes right along with what we're saying right now. It's understanding enough about math and numbers that you can succeed in business, either as an employee, in which case you have one customer, still an entrepreneurial spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Or as someone who owns their own business, ideally, and you're able to serve your customers well by generating a profit. You got to know your numbers to know when you're making money and to be able to apply wisdom to different scenarios, right? So that's it. Those are the three. Isn't that phenomenal? So everything else is kind of icing on the cake and, you know, different passions. You're getting to science or the arts or whatever. That's all beautiful stuff, but you got to have those three to raise a child successfully as an adult. I think that's been one of our weaknesses is knowing our numbers. And recently, I feel like we've gotten some help in that area through two avenues. One is we're coaching students. So we've already been through... Who's your coach? Larry and Sue. Larry and Sue Pruitt. Awesome. They were recent guests on the show. Right. We're, We're done now. We've gone through our 12 sessions. But towards the end, we really asked for some help for them from our numbers. And they really helped us along that way. They eased some of our fears, but also gave us some really good direction. And then I had heard you say on the podcast many times, Silent Gym's slash numbers or something like that. So I, or proven Amazon course slash numbers. So I finally went back to look at what that was and that's seller board. So seller board, we've incorporated into our business uh, for about four months now. And that's really given us a good handle on. So if you want to know what our numbers are, if you had asked me four months ago, I would just had to guess, but now that's given us a really good handle, very reasonable monthly fee. And it's, it's really Helped us to see, you know, where we stand. Silentgym.com slash numbers has a podcast episode tied to that page, as well as the seller board. You can get in there and learn about seller board. And that's phenomenal. So you guys have had it for months. What are we looking at? Share, Share some details with me. Well, in the last 12 months, we are right at 600,000 in sales. In fact, last year in August, we had a really high month. So, you know, when July 31st came a couple of days ago, we were we were way up over 600,000. And now that August 1st came, you know how they <laughs> recycle the, the figures. So now we're down way under, way under 6,000. So that's a little, so we got to work hard to get it back up. But um, we've averaged that for the last 12 months. And that's right at about 18% profit. That's factoring in the costs of supplies and payroll and everything else. So we're very happy about that. Right at about 50% ROI. That's what we um, that's what we shoot for whenever we're looking for something to sell. So that's where we're at now. 
you guys put about 120,000 a year in the bank, but you live well, off of, if I'm doing the math profit. right. I don't know if it ever, I don't know if all of it makes it to the bank. Well, but. you're rolling it back into other inventory. Yeah, yeah sure. That's your profit. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Which I, I got to imagine, I mean, I don't know what you made as a pastor or a teacher, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's on the, uh, that's on the plus side of where you were then. Yes, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, so I've recently come off of all of my fitness industry stuff to like teaching my classes. So I'm just now just, we're both just doing this now. So we going don't in have full time extra. Yeah. Yes. Big plans for, for Q4 coming up as we're recording this. We're, pro, we're, we're early in August of 2021. So October, yeah. November, December should be big, especially if you're willing to go after some of those higher ticket items. I love that tip, Mark. Yes. Yeah. Um, flip and do some shipping from the... You now, does the, the pastor's wife that comes and helps you guys, does, does she come to your house or do you guys have an office? How's that work? Uh, it's at her house. We, we take oh, okay. stuff to her. She doesn't live too far away. Yeah. Great arrangement. Much like our friend, Josh Rojas, who's also there yes. in Central Florida. Have you guys met and hung out with him? We did. We met him at the conference there. And his um, his way of doing things sounds really good to us. We, we live in a gated community. So I think that might be our next step is just putting an ad on next door and seeing who would like to um, work with us. Work so that... Up. Yeah, and just Stop, maybe live within walking distance, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great, great plan. I love that Central Florida community that's starting to form there. Josh is a Central Indiana guy, lived right down the road from me. His dad still works in my warehouse every day. His mom and dad are over there right now. Uh, but he's in Florida now, near you guys. Yeah. And I'm a leader because his whole team, you know, he's grown a multiple seven-figure business, but his entire team works from home, which is such a beautiful model. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. So you guys are onto something special for 2021. We, what number would you like to see? <laughs> well, I guess I don't know that I've thought about it. We just want to keep growing. That first year, I think we were uh, 380 or something like that. And then the second year, we're around 540 and now we're up to 600. So if we can continue to outsource and to grow, I mean, we don't want to put a limit on anything. So we'll just make as much as we can. Yeah. That's kind of how I approach business too. When people try to pin me down to a specific goal, growth is the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We and, really and- threw around a lot too about whether it was time to like get like a little office or, you know, go outside of the home. And and we always keep coming back to let's say, let's say home. Let's say home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've heard plenty of wives say the boxes and the stuff that's around the house is just, you know, it does make it a little bit difficult for the home. So we do have a room that's dedicated to all things for the business. So, you know, we can definitely shut the door. I work on my kitchen table and then I I do make that habit that like when I'm done, I put everything away and I put the decoration back on the table to just give me that sense of like, this is our home as well. And we, you know, also do other things besides a business here. And I think that's important like to have a start and a stop and, you know, separating yourself and enjoy, you know, so that your home doesn't feel like it's just always this business. Oh, we can't even have anybody over because we got all these boxes everywhere. So it is a little bit of an effort probably to, to move things around, but it does give us that feeling of like, all right, now we're done for the day. We're going to put this away and we'll start again tomorrow or whatever. I mean, you're controlling your business instead of it controlling you and your life. Yes. Yes. Like who's in charge here? 
<laughs> that doesn't mean that Saturday afternoon I'm hauling everything back out on my kitchen table. I mean, as right. I say, we work all the time, but then we don't work either. So there's no set schedule, but just when it's time to be done, then you put it away and then you have your home back until it's time to start again. And that's been really helpful to keeping us both here. That's a lot of home. wisdom there for sure. I love that. She, yeah, I think she's you're very wise. Yeah. yeah. We should let her talk more. <laughs> we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we forgetting? What are we leaving out? What are the parts of the story? You know, this is the part where I say, hey, you know, we're going to be landing this episode soon, but I don't want to leave out anything. If you guys have written down some notes, some things you wanted to share, some encouragement for the listeners, perhaps, you know, the floor is yours. Well, we hooked up with Nathan at the conference. Um, so we're working on some brand registry now. Mm-hmm. Good. So that's exciting for us. We're going through that process of like brand name and things like that. That's mainly for the bundles that we're creating. The last couple of years, I guess I've made about 18 or 20 bundles. And most of them have done fairly well. There's been some that, you know, didn't do much. But um, but the problem we run into is, you know, I'll make a, a creative bundle, um, maybe all of a certain brand with four different flavors. And then there was one where I was selling 90 or 100 a month and over two months. And then... After two months, you know, people started jumping on it. And after four months, there was 30 or so sellers on it. So, but there's nothing I can do about that. So, um, so we're looking at ways to become brand registered and make those bundles unique where nobody else can, can get on the listing. Exactly. You're talking about the services we offer through um, Humminbird. Right. And we can help you get your brand registry, get your trademark, and then you can put some unique items in there. There's other creative ways to protect your bundle, but over time, people get real creative sneaking in there. But if you're trademark brand registered with Amazon, you can lock those down a little tighter. Uh, So yeah, that's content and training that's all coming. But I'll stick a link to Humminbird too, if anyone's wanting to talk trademark and that kind of thing, since we brought it up. But that's cool to hear. That Yeah, yeah, that's exciting stuff. If you can lock down bundles that are moving that fast, you can start to see where you got a pretty rocking business. Yeah. Well, Jim, we're not experts. We're, we're not, you know, multi-million dollar sellers or anything like that, like some people in the community are. But um, we are, we're making a living and we're providing for our family and we're staying home with our kids and we have a flexible schedule and uh, we just we just want to keep growing. And, and I think maybe, you know, the thing that might encourage most people who might be listening to this of the 66,000 plus members of the Facebook group is, is, is don't quit. I mean, whatever obstacle you run into, just there's a way, figure it out and keep going. And um, I don't know, maybe that would be the most encouraging thing that many people could hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal. I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. That that's, you don't lose unless you quit. Yeah. Right. Yes. I also think another good piece of advice is the whole, you know, letting, if, if your product dies and then you got to let it go. I mean, this, that our, our COVID bundle is, is dead. Like <laughs> it is no money to us anymore. You're precious. Think, you should say yes, you're precious. I mean, I've sat at my kitchen table and packaged those for weeks, right. you know, so it's like in my heart. Yeah, you've and got a family died. picture with one of those bundles <laughs> yes. right there next to all of you, right? Uh, I tear up every time I see it on the shelf. Yeah, now. it's like, oh, let's just get it for the fun of it. And he's like, no. 
So it died. We got to let it go. And it will always be our COVID baby. But, you know, the baby grew up and we got to move on to something else. And that's a little (laughs) bit hard. You know, like I've heard you talk about that before. You just you're like, oh, it's it was so good. Yeah, but it's not anymore. Move on. There's more out there. You can't hold on to that forever. So that's been a little bit of a lesson, too. The the best (laughs) cure, the best cure for those lost replens that you're just like, oh, they were so awesome. And they were doing is to go find 15 more. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's right. the best way to forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. You guys have been a delight to hang out with. This this has been a really fun episode. Anything else left on the on the list to share? I mean, I think people are really going to enjoy this. And and at next year's conference, you guys are going to be the ones people come up to and go, oh what? You know what? You're <laughs> the ones that convinced me to get into this. You're the it was your story. I guarantee you you're going to hear that. It's so rewarding too to hear the success stories and, and people crediting you for where they are now. That's why I love sharing these stories. It's just so much more powerful, impactful. But, but what else is on your guys' minds? Anything else before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think we're. That's all we got. We, <laughs> wow. We've shared. We've told you everything we know. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's minutes. a lot more that we could dive into, but uh, I'll, I'll trust you here on this one. We'll have you back again with another update. I think you guys can have a million dollar year next year. I really do. I don't think that's out of reach at all for you guys. Yeah. From what you've described and processes you have. And uh, I'm sure you're going to hear from a few listeners in our community that have some more questions for you guys. And that's what I love about this community. Is these, are, these are real people. These aren't untouchable first name only in a face on a, on a website. These are real people hanging out in our groups. I would encourage you guys, go ahead and jump in and engage a little bit more. I heard you kind of speak about your own business in terms of, well, it's not like these other really big ones. You know, those people with those really big businesses, they're the minority of our group. Most people are in the middle of the bell curve kind of around where you guys are, been doing it a while, paying the bills. Very exciting place to be compared to the vast majority of the rest of the world where we hear statistics like 75% of our culture feels like they're in a work that they weren't made to do. Like they don't find it rewarding necessarily. Like that's a pretty big, scary number. And here we are seeing, yeah, we get to be with our kids. We're together. We're building something. We can include family, friends, neighbors. It's rewarding, bright future, Industry prospects look positive, right? You know, there's a lot of industries I wouldn't want to be in right now, right? Yeah. Right. Scary. Yes, definitely. So we are very blessed. A lot to be grateful yes. for, for sure. Yeah. Well, yes. Mark and Amanda, it's been great hanging out with you guys. I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. Hey, everybody that gathered here today, you listening to this right now in the car, on a jog, whatever you're doing, we're so glad you joined us today. The most valuable possession God gave us was time. It's limited. And you spent some of it on us today. So we are beyond grateful for that. And we plan to bring you more great episodes just like this one in the future. Please know this. We're praying for you. We're rooting for you. Our free Facebook group is there to encourage you to answer questions that you run into. Mark and Mander are going to be there 24 hours a day from now on to help you with mm-hmm. anything you need, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, but we've got a whole community, 66,000 Mark mentioned and, and growing of great people from around the world. So you're probably not going to run into anything that we haven't seen before. We're here <laughs> to help. And we'll have another great episode like this one again for you real soon. Thanks to our guests. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.